On today's podcast, we are joined by our first guest, Garth Smith. He'll be taking us through his career coaching within football and futsal, whilst giving us a lowdown on the game of futsal itself. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Alright guys, how are you? Um, good to be moving on to episode 2 of the podcast. Yeah, it's good. thought last week went, uh, went well. Seemed to have a positive feedback from people listening to it, so it's exciting to get another another one under the belt. Yep, and today we've got a guest, um, our first guest, Gareth Smith. He has a football and futsal background. Um, football fan, I think, ex-football coach um, and uh, futsal coach. Uh, Gareth, like to tell us a bit about your background. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, what kind of background? Just from how I began coaching or how I got into futsal, just the whole the whole um, shebang. Your back your background at the minute. What you do at the minute? Um, maybe your past as a grassroots coach. Okay. Well, I I started coaching in two thousand and ten. Um, Two redundancies essentially forced me into looking for an alternative career. I was living in London at the time, so I got into coaching uh, by taking my English FA Level 1, and essentially it just all exploded from that moment. I realised I could be paid for coaching children, which was amazing. Um, so currently, I am living in East Belfast in Northern Ireland, yeah. and <laughs> I'm involved with the uh, international futsal team here in Northern Ireland so I'm the uh, assistant coach of, of Northern Ireland futsal team and I also coach domestically for Belfast All Blacks and I've been with them since the summer of 2019. Yeah I think um, coming from my background sort of uh, of not knowing much about futsal and I think other listeners will sort of be in the same boat could you just give us a quick sort of rundown on the differences between futsal and football and like how they differentiate so much it's a it's an interesting uh, sort of comment you've just made there because when you're within the futsal community you think that a lot of people know about the sport but when you really sort of scratch the surface it's it's not very well known at all even though you know thousands of people play it it's not very well broadcast or promoted within um, the coaching community as much as it as it possibly should be. So the differences the differences are, it's played on a hard surface, so a hard court. It can be played either indoors or outdoors. I think the hard surface is the, is is one of the key elements of it. The ball size dif- differs, so it's a size four and not a size five, but it's the same weight as a size five. Now. The materials used for the futsal ball are different to what makes up a football. So the the bladder and the material that goes inside in, in inside the ball um, reduce the bounce of the ball. So when when it when it makes contact with the surface, it's not going to bounce head height. It's probably going to bounce about round about your midriff and then settle down pretty quickly on the floor. So it encourages the game. As a result of that, the game demands a lot of close control and being able to think quickly. The five players on each team, there are rolling subs, so very much similar to other small-sided games that your listeners might have played, uh, such as five-a-side um, at their local goal centre. The game is very, very tactical. 
and this this is something that I've been thinking about uh, just a lot recently. You know, a lot of people could say, well, it's just it's just five aside, it's traditional five aside. It it's not. I think there's a lot of investment of of time and emotion that needs to yeah. go into actually understanding how you play the game. The size of the goals are different, and so with the size of the goals, the type of surface that you're playing on, and the ball size and the ball weight, it's it, it demands a lot from a different sort of player. Whereas five aside, you would just play with a size five ball. You've got the post box goals, which are which are quite low to the ground. Within futsal, yeah. you've got hockey hockey size goals, so uh, three meters by two meters. So you, you're working in different dimensions. You have to think about how you strike the ball, where you strike the ball. The different techniques used within football are very different to to how futsal is played. I've seen I've seen footballers come to futsal and think they can play it and then they play against guys who have played futsal for two or three years who may not be as good as footballers of them, but they they get outperformed and outmaneuvered because they understand the game better. Like I said, it's very tactical, so how you how you adapt to say a formation i think five aside football and and football of 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 the small sided game nature becomes very much recreationally you just turn up you have a bit of a kick about you might be involved in a team but you're not going to train you're not going to train in a five aside yeah. context whereas in futsal there's an investment of understanding how the game is played the, the the tactics involved, the formations, the strategies that you might want to use. Um, again, going back to the differences, the goalkeeper they don't they don't have goal kicks, so they're more goal throws. The throwing element of the game becomes then a kick in nature, so you kick in from the sides rather than rather than throw it in. Um, set pieces become very very important in terms of scoring goals. Uh, transition very very high because of the size of the court. You've got the traditional size court of uh, twenty meters wide by forty meters long, so it's a constant, it's a constant battle, it's a constant engagement of of your mind and your energy, and that's that's why it's so important to have rolling subs that you can bring on on new players. So, uh, in terms of in terms of strategies, sorry Sam. So Garth. Um... If, I, I could have, I could have just rambled yeah, on. Yeah. Ramble on for a it's, it's non-stuff. I hope, I, I hope that answered the, a few of the I questions. Know, I don't have to encourage you to ramble on more about futsal. Um, but <laughs> you know, obviously, you were a football fan first of all, and you probably didn't know much about futsal. And then you created a bit no, of a, a bit of a love of futsal. Um, you said that mm. when you're sort of, and I know as well from being involved in futsal, um, more, you know, when, when you're inside the game, you think that everybody on the outside knows about it. But you actually find out mm. that they don't. Um, if you were to use futsal to develop footballers, how would you sort of create a love of futsal for footballers, and how would you introduce it to them? Would it be on a training basis or a, you know, a competitive basis? Um, I would want to combine the two, uh, and the biggest the biggest thing for me is introducing it to the youth level. Yeah. Uh, to the grassroots side of side of the game, so it's giving young people, children, from the moment they can start to think about the game at a, at a level of you know being able to dribble and then having teammates. So you're perhaps looking at five and six being around other players, 
um, I would wa- I would want to introduce it then. I think when it when when you're dealing with all the players, so within the within the league in Northern Ireland, you, you're you're essentially just working with footballers who are then being introduced to futsal, and I think that's quite difficult mm. at times. Yeah. There, there are there are some really really good footballers who have adapted really well to the game, and we're fortunate enough to have those within the national team, but for the t- for the sport to grow for the sport to develop and become more popular because kids love it i've been involved with a few um coaching clinics where i've i've been invited along um to my to, to some friends who who coach at, at at the youth level and the the children love it i think because one they get a ton of contact time with the ball the yeah, size of the court yeah. dem- demands that that each player becomes so important, no matter where you are on the court, it's it 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 becomes, you know, you, you take you take away one player and that's twenty percent of your team. Mm. Whereas within football, it's you know, nine percent, eight percent, you can possibly get by with losing a player. Within yeah. futsal, it it becomes it, it becomes vital with um, um, with the very very young players. That is good because you no. Know, from a coaching experience myself, I've sort of witnessed that at that age, I just really want everything to be around them um, and around, you know, 1v1 defending, um, attacking in 1v1s. They want to always have the ball. So um, I guess futsal does um, give that that sort of experience. There's a lot more 1v1s um, defending and attacking. It, oh, it's, it, it, it's, it's packed with it. I would say it's one of the most important uh, focal points for a coach to um, to be aware of when they come into the game that you know it demands that you are um, you're highly efficient in those one v one situations whether that's attacking or defending and transition those are two of the main those are two of the main things one one, one thing I want to sort of clarify to your listeners is it's not football or it's futsal and. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get the feeling that well, you can like one or you can like the other. You you can enjoy both. I mean, I'm I'm a huge yeah. I'm a huge football fan, and you know that's that's never going to change. But I love futsal as well, um, and it's a, and it's a sport in its own right. So you know, it's not it's not football. It is futsal yeah. because of the because of the demands it requires of a player, and the the knowledge which you've got to have to improve in the sport. Yes, there are crossover elements like we've just discussed the transition, the one v ones. Yeah. Um, but I think I think there requires another level of investment uh, f- from from coaches, from players to go right. Actually, this is a different sport, and I, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and learn it. It's a bit like a bit like rugby league and rugby union. Yeah, I think you, you see um, how difficult it is for players to cross over the the codes and that. Yeah, you obviously talk about the crossover between players coming from football to futsal. Do you think sometimes there's sort of a sense of naivety from some players making the transition that, like you say, think they're just gonna pick it up so easily and kind of get a bit frustrated because they are you've got they've got such good skills at football and don't really pick it up straight away with futsal. Do you think it could be like a longer process for some people to sort of pick up the tactics and the, the pace of the game and stuff like that? I would say yes. I think within Northern Ireland, it's probably a little bit easier for those football players to come in and and pick it up straight away and get the victories and feel that they're playing futsal. Whereas there's a few teams within the country that think they're playing futsal, whereas actually they're just playing football 
and or they or or at least they are they 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 just they they're not really learning the game. They're not playing teams which are so developed within futsal that they're struggling to to keep up with it. I think in England that that would be very very different. I think if you got a mm-hmm. um a half decent football team against a very very good futsal team which there are, I think the futsal team would absolutely wipe the floor with them. Yeah. Um, but you could look at it the other way so if futsal players going over to football I think it would be you know a, a similar sort of story Garth, on the other side in terms of relating this sort of back to football and um, youth development um, do you think that a traditional small side of game maybe with um, some constraints could prov- could um, basically have the same and provide the same outcomes as what a futsal match would Sorry, could you repeat the question again? So, so basically, I was, like, I, I was thinking yeah. about the first bit and then I missed the second bit. Um, so, a traditional small side of game um, with constraints. Mm. Do you think that could provide the same outcome for a youth footballer as what a game of futsal would? I think so. Um, depend depends on what those constraints are. Do you think? Um, do you think it would be more beneficial to develop a footballer because it is played on? It would be played on grass. It would have the same ball. As what you would have in football, or do you still think that futsal would be a better developer? Um, so, in terms of what bringing futsal elements into, say, a traditional training evening. Yeah. So, if you brought futsal um, constraints, futsal rules into a small set of game on grass with a football, do you think um, that would be more beneficial than playing uh, futsal? I'm I'm quite big on the on the side of training when it comes down to is it is it relevant to the player and is it realistic? So what what is it that they're practicing? What these what these players are practicing? Is it what they're gonna be meeting on a Saturday Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon? So regardless of whether I give them a futsal ball at training well, they're not going to be playing with a futsal ball on a Saturday, are they? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, what, so what is it that I'm it giving them a, as a coach? Yeah. So would you use it, um, futsal as something which would be sort of in addition to um, the small side of games that they would play, you know, as a young kid? It's just yeah, some, something I, extra to give them another outcome. Yeah, but... Another pillar. Whatever... Yeah, if, if that if that futsal if, if that's futsal is extra, then it needs to be futsal, and yeah. I think the coaches need to be educated within futsal to teach it to the to the players. Now, I'm thinking of a constraint that you could bring into a training session. So the kicking elements, for example, you know, instead of the throw-ins, well, that could be taking quick free kicks. That could be the coach blowing a whistle, you know, the the, the ball being placed on the floor and then quickly taken, because you know. Um, set pieces, kick-ins within futsal become very, very, very important, and how uh, how players position themselves on the court and and uh, routines in which in which can be implemented yeah. into a game. So th- that that could be an element. Um, yeah, there are, there there are, there are many others in terms of transition. You could have you could you could have certain teams having uh, a certain number of players in areas of the pitch. And then being able to transition quickly, how how effectively can uh, a defender hold up an attacking team, and allowing um, recovering defenders to come back, or vice versa? So how can an attacking team take advantage 
um, of a of a defensive uh, of of, a, of an attacking super, superiority in certain areas of the pitch. So yes, there are there are things that you can take from futsal which can be applied to football, but when it comes to futsal, give give them futsal. If you're coming to you know introduce them to the game of futsal, give, give them that. I yeah. Think. Um, in terms of transferable skills from uh, futsal to football, out of the sort of FA four corner model, um, technical, tactical, sociological, and psychological, what in what corner do you think um, you would gain the most um, sort of skills skills in when you're playing futsal that you could then transfer back to football? What do you think futsal would basically give you that the football wouldn't? I think a lot of I, I reckon a lot of coaches would say the the, the technical side of things yeah. and that's and that's immediately what's brought to mind when you think of players like Neymar and Iniesta two players who are, are huge champions of the sport and who played it quite a lot when they were young players and there's a bit of footage of Ronaldinho playing that uh, online within within uh, sport halls in Brazil the psychological side of the game is massive for me and join that with the social. So the psychological side is the demand that it requires of a player. So when they receive the ball on a futsal court, you've got very, very limited time to make a decision. So you're having to make a decision essentially before the ball is even played to you. And, you're, and, mm-hmm. you're, yeah. and, and the game demands that. The game demands that a player is able to think quickly and make decisions quickly. Whereas in a football pitch, oh, you can just play it out from the back. The, the The opposition might not be pressing you as much. You've got time. You've got maybe two or three touches on the ball. Within futsal, you might just have one. You might just have one touch. Mm-hmm. So the opposition might be pressing you in such a way and the court dimensions demand that you are able to uh, control the ball really quickly be able to protect it, be able to pass it, probably in, in all of one movement. So I think psychologically, the, 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 the mental demands that the game puts on a player is, is far more greater than that in football. And I think that's a really important part of the game, which is becoming more important um, within the traditional 11-a-side game. Yeah, I think it certainly has more focus. With pressure. No, I think psych- the psychological corner certainly has more focus within the modern game. Mm. I'm not quite sure if it's more important now than when it w- than what it was, but there certainly is more focus. And I do believe that um, futsal um, can provide that sort of um, that sort of transferable skill because if you talk about one v ones, as well as you said, if you um, lose a one v one on a futsal court, you're attacking, you get the ball taken off you then it's a quick overload. You have to be able to make, you know, you have to be able to have that commitment to make the sacrifice to then sprint back for your team, try and get behind the ball again. So, Oh, you have to. I yeah, mean, yeah. Like, like I said, it's you, you, you're 20% of a team. Whereas if you lose yeah. the ball and it's a one, you know, then that's, then that's you out of the game and there's a quick transition going on and you have to be recovering quickly. Whereas if Ronaldo loses it up at the top of the, the, top of the pitch, doesn't necessarily have to be sprinting back. Yeah, you know the other team might not be looking to, uh, you know, take advantage of uh, um, of that player up, 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 up at the top of the pitch. Whereas in futsal, there are opportunities and there are spaces 
which open up for uh, the the team the team with the ball, the team in possession, to take advantage of your uh, um, of your mis miscontrol and your mispositioning on the on the yeah. on the court. Yeah, I think you um you touched on it briefly uh, a moment ago about the likes of like Neymar and Iniesta sort of growing up with futsal. Um, you hear of teams like Brazil who are just mm. incorporate it from such a young age. Uh, do you think sort of that sort of instilled program from a young age in England would have the same effect on the national team, or do you think that it might be a bit too late to sort of give it that much of a a revamp to benefit the the English national team? I think that the 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 British way of approaching new things is oh it's new and I'm scared and yeah. I don't like it. I'm happy with my with with my with, uh, with 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 the setup that we currently have. You know, it's it's football. We we don't we don't know it. We don't need anything new. With within Brazil, it's it's a cultural thing. You've got yeah. decades and decades of of young players playing it in the playground, playing it on the street, even though we might not think of it as futsal on the street. You've got the hard surface that uh, that, const- that the constraints of the of the space in which is provided. It's it's a huge part of the Brazilian culture, futsal, and it, it's a it's a link to football. And yes, there are there are professional leagues in Brazil, uh, along with Spain and Russia, um, and France is starting to really up their game as well. Um, they've just recruited a few t- uh, players, top level players from Spain, near the end of their career, um, granted, but they're looking to bring it into it. So there's there's professional elements to it within Brazil. Um, in terms of introducing it and adding a, a structure to it within the English FA, that has that has started. So there is a English FA futsal strategy, as there is within the yeah. uh, Football Association of Northern Ireland, which is which is fantastic. And within within the IFA, there's been a lot of things that have been ticked off uh, from from the to do list, which they have, but. Introducing it, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I think it has to, it has to be part of the the overall strategy. Um, you know, you you see the benefit that it brings to to young players and the, just the enjoyment of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, Do you, 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 you speak that, to players um, after. Oh, sure. Do you actually think that the UK could make more use of the game of futsal purely due to weather conditions and the amount of schools? universities, leisure centres that do have indoor halls. Do you think we should really try and uh, play that to our advantage and then maybe become a nation of a certain type of player that you know, the likes of Brazil have produced in the past due to futsal? I, 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 do, I do have fond memories of playing indoor uh, five-a-side football with those large tennis balls. Um, there's, there's, there, is, there is something romantic about um, about about remembering those. So we're not going to get rid the, of that. No. <laughs> oh no! Oh, they're horrific. I, I played with one uh, a few years ago, and the uh, there's a, there's a group of guys who uh, train before my club train, and they play with a uh, indoor large tennis ball. And the way that the ball just spins from under your feet, it's just totally oh, unrealistic yeah. to every it element of the game. Improve control. Um, <laughs> <laughs> frustration perhaps yeah but um to, to get to get back to your question um yeah the use of the, the use of futsal the introduction of futsal within 
within the UK, especially with the climate, like you mentioned, I mean, it's chucking it down now. Okay, we're, we're dealing with, with, with a very different uh, moment in our history and time. But, you know, go, going back uh, pre-beginning of 2000, uh, 2020, you know, there, there are sports halls there that that could easily provide futsal facilities. Yeah. All you need is the all you need is the goals, there's fall down goals that you can get. Um, you know, especially during the winter months. When you hear about so many games being called off or games that are being played and everyone's covered in mud and it's miserable for the fans, it's miserable for the players, it's freezing outside. Now now saying that and like I've like I like I joked about the large tennis ball, there is something romantic about that. You know, I think back to when I used to play football and you were covered in mud and it, you were sweating, you were stinking. But there was a huge social element. And even yeah. thinking about it now, you've just laughed. You know, it, it brings a smile to us. So it's not it's not saying no, we can't go. We can't yeah. keep on doing that. I, there, there, there's a time and a, and, a, and a place for for keeping that as a as a. Uh, Possibly as a tradition within within English yeah. football. I'm not, you know, I think the idea of, oh, let's introduce futsal because that's going to create a Brazilian-style play. Well, we're not Brazilians. Our attitude isn't Brazilian. <laughs> yeah. Our upbringing isn't Brazilian. You know, the way football's going, it's very middle class. So it's possibly being taken away from the average person. You yeah. know, you go to any academy and the, the car park's filled up with Land Rovers. Hmm. You know, where where are those street footballers at? They're possibly, you know, they're possibly, you know, at a, at a premium. You know, the, the, what what's happening now is that they're being tried. They're trying to be created within the academies. Um, yeah, yeah, whereas think... before you were pick, you were picking them off the street and going, "You're amazing. You're Paul Gascoigne. You know, you're coming straight into yeah. this team. We, we, you've you've already learned everything without us." I think like the the main thing you said there with the difference between introducing futsal is like obviously being from Yorkshire, you could go four or five weeks in Sunday League without playing a game because once the rain hits that pitch you're not you're not playing for a while uh, but I think yeah I think the consistency of playing as well would definitely help you know growth of the players because there's nothing worse than not playing football for a long period of time yeah and that there shouldn't be any resistance to to coaches involved in football heavily involved in football for years learning about futsal the important uh, characteristics, the the benefits which can provide footballers through playing it, and then when moments like that of you know a period of five six weeks where the weather is absolutely shocking, mm. you know br- come at, bringing their team indoors and looking to introduce a an, an, a new a new style game which which can benefit them uh, from when they go back out on the grass. Yeah, no, totally agree. Um, it would certainly aid football development in this country if you maybe did have like a a winter futsal program and then maybe did make summer um a football team, um because I think that would be a lot more sense. Um, but as you say, the, the, as you say, the, the, in this, there is yeah in this country everybody is pretty traditional, and do want to stick to the usual ways. So, I think there's a lot to do with cricket as well, isn't there? A lot of players sort of yeah. play football in the winter and summer then like sports. to yeah. play summer sports like cricket say. so I think yeah. to, to jig it up a bit I think there'd be a lot of well I think both sides both cricket and football at like a Sunday league and 
Saturday and Sunday cricket level I think there'd be a le- lot less participants either side because you've kind of got to choose one or the other because you can't really do both so I think it'd be quite hard to sort of implement that personally but mm. it's always possible I'm guessing to um, Gareth, Ob- Gareth obviously you've got um, international experience as well how long have you been with the Northern Ireland team? For about three and a half years now so the team okay. started in 2016. Right, interesting. Um, do you see, out of all the sort of nations in the UK, do you see any particular nation um, ahead in terms of futsal? Oh, oh, England, without England without Max, question. Yeah. The um, the the finances which are available to the English FA completely dwarf uh, anything that the Scottish, Welsh, in particular the IFA have. Just look at you know the population. You've got 50, mm. 60 million uh, people within Britain. Uh, within Northern Ireland, you've got you know less than two million. So you're dealing with very different budget constraints to what can be provided for each home nation. Yeah, has has the, has it has it you know when you've been at the home nations championships? When was the most previous one? Mm. Was it in? November. The last December. one was in was in England uh, in December. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, has it filtered through to their um, first team yet? You know how how far they are ahead of the other nations, or is it a process? Uh, in terms of filtered through in, to in terms who? of their performance, you know, at first team level, um, do you think what of 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 the England futsal team? Yes, of the England futsal team. Do you think? Um, their investment in futsal at sort of the young ages and grassroots um, has now filtered through to the senior setup, or do you think that um, we might see a very good, a lot better than now, England futsal team in years to come because of, you know, how much they can invest into it? Um, I think, I mean... Futsal's still in its infancy in England. I think a lot of people would still say that. And so we're coming, I'm, I'm thinking from a Northern Ireland perspective, I mean, we're only three three or four years old in terms of yeah. implementing it within schools and domestically and internationally. They've got such a head start on us. They've got 20-odd years on, yeah. on us. So, um, you know, they're, 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 they're sort of much, much further than us. Uh, in in terms of their development and their impl- impl- implementation, um, I think that will possibly come about even more so um, within the next five to ten years. Yeah. So young players who have been playing futsal and they're probably just <clears throat> playing futsal, they are they are bringing uh, their foot their pure futsal experience to the national team, and hopefully that will happen within within Northern Ireland, but in, within England. I think you've got that that implementation of it, which will then filter through to their to their national team, and they're they're making real uh, real strides in terms of their ability to qualify for major championships. Now they haven't reached one yet, but they're getting closer, and I think the benefits of that are, are like almost like a trickle down effect for for the uh, Irish FA. For the Scottish FA, yeah. for the for the Welsh FA, even though we might, even though I'm a I'm a very proud Englishman, um, within futsal I'm all Northern Ireland, and I think <laughs> even though that might be difficult to go or oh, flip in England, you know, 
that is something that we want. We want their success, even though it's begrudging saying it. You know, because it it, yeah. it makes them look good, and it goes, oh, who else? You know, oh, England are playing. You know, Northern Ireland, Wales, and Scotland every yeah, year in nations. So we we're, we're getting a sense of that. Okay. Yeah. Um. How how was the whole home nation championship experience as a whole? Obviously, I think you've been to two or three now. Um, is there a, a bit of a feel good factor around it? Is there many spectators that actually go and watch it? Oh, um, it it's it's been superb. The the I mean the last home nations we 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 had a little bit of a inter inside joke within within the squad the Northern Ireland squad saying that we were playing in a library. <laughs> uh, when we when we when we went to England, because you know you, you you know even though the sport has developed and 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 made great great inroads in terms of its um, its uh, its popularity, there was still moments where the, the where the indoor court at St George's Park was really quiet. <laughs> you could have almost heard a pin drop, um, but there you know it was it was pretty well attended in terms of the England games, anyways. Um, yeah. Really well attended. Um, when it came to Northern Ireland, when we hosted it two years ago, that was well attended as well. We we played our home games down in Newry, uh, at uh, at the Newry Leisure Centre, and so that was a great experience. Um, have you been to yeah, so, Have you been to any Euro qualifying stages yet, or is that something that Northern Ireland haven't been to yet? Well, we get introduced to the qualifying stages. Uh, we we were recently playing in Lithuania, right, so yeah, we yeah. we faced Lithuania, Hungary, and Turkey. We lost all three, but um, two of those games were were relatively close in terms of. Well, actually, all three were were close in scoreline. Um, the, the the Turkey game at the our last game against Turkey was 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 hard to was hard to take because we we'd outplayed them in the first half, but then they were leading, and that just. Uh, that just unravelled a little bit in the second half when when we went all out to try and get a goal. We we implemented a different strategy and they just they just caught us on the break. But we we do get introduced to the major tournaments every every uh, couple of years, uh, and and we are improving, which is which is great to see. There are there have been uh, improvements made over the last few years uh, in terms of our understanding of the game and how we how we approach it. Brilliant. Um, what's the best team you've actually came up against? Um, in international futsal, off the top of my head, Hungary. Hungary, yeah. No, I don't think they've. I, I'm not sure of their population, but I wouldn't imagine it's more than, you know, twenty million. But they were outstanding physically. They were so dominant. Um, technically, um, every player just knew how to control the ball. Their understanding of the game. Their ruthlessness was was just was just a sight to be a sight to behold and to experience. Now, I'm sure the players would wouldn't uh, wouldn't like to be remembered of that reminded of that, but um, it was yeah it was it was fantastic to be competing against that level. We I mean we've also played Moldova as well, Moldova. and they were wow. they were yeah they were something special. Not not something that you would hear. Of in terms of football superiority, yeah, yeah, I think it comes to quite a shock to like obviously people like me that don't know much about futsal here, and the the teams are quite good. It's teams mm. you don't really sort of think of when you think football side, but obviously they've adapted well to the futsal side by the sounds of it. Oh, I mean, you yeah, 
you've got um, you've got heavy indoor uh, focus within the Eastern European countries yeah. um, and, and Asian countries. So you know they they really um, they really um, uh, ex- excel in those in those sort of indoor sports: basketball, handball, futsal. Um, they've they've got they've got a real knack of, of, of producing great players and really good uh, really good t- uh, technical um, technical players. Brilliant, um, very very interesting, um, and hopefully our viewers as well now have a better insight into futsal. Um, thanks very much, Gareth, for coming on the podcast. My, absolute pleasure. Yeah, perfect. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Right, cheers. Thank you.